Hi guys, just a reminder, this podcast will contain swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. What is going on, Bills? I'm Josh. And I'm Kate. And this is Pilot Era, the show you're listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. This is true. Gave you a bit of a fright there. Yup. How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm alright. Been fucking around with the sound again. Yeah, I feel like our sound quality is different every time because we try something different every time. It's, it is different every single time, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. Should just be working. I think we got to buy like $500 mics or something. Maybe. How much do these ones cost? 70 bucks. 70 bucks, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you guys can buy us some new microphones for our wedding or something. That'd be good. <laughs> you know, they were actually thinking of buying us like recording equipment. For our engagement party. Well, the fuck do we have good recording equipment then? Oh, because they just didn't know what to get. God like, damn it, guys. But how, would you, how would you do, how would you, <laughs> like, how would they know what to buy? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. They were also considering buying us a new TV, even though we just bought one. Oh, I mean, we could have gone with another 55-inch TV in the bedroom, but. What, two, two TVs in the bedroom? Not two TVs in the bedroom, just another massive TV in the bedroom. Oh. So you've got to, like, reach behind it to turn the fucking light off and shit. Mm. So big you can't actually go in either of the doors Then where would the one we've got in our bedroom now go then? On the roof So we don't have to hurt our necks On the roof? Yeah, on the roof Oh, on the, roof. on the ceiling I thought you meant like on the actual oh, roof sorry. outside Sorry <laughs> Whatever We don't have any outdoor area apart from a tiny little balcony Yeah, we could put it out there <laughs> We'll get rained on in like a second Yep Yeah, I'm okay too, thanks for asking You're welcome <laughs> I ask you every week and you fucking... <laughs> well, I don't respond. You don't give me anything. Where should we begin? Begin at the beginning, I reckon. We've had a bit of a sad weekend. Yep. One of our very dear friends and fan of the podcast, but not really because she never listens to it. She's supportive, though. <laughs> That's 90% of our fans, mate. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, our friend Amy has moved to Japan. Yep. For a year or more. Depending on what happens. So the greatest companion for a move to Japan is Pilot Era Podcast. What do you mean? She should fucking listen to it. Oh, yeah. And then she'll feel like she's with us and she'll be up to date with what's going on. That's right. Not only in the uh, TV world, but also in our world. Yep. That's what we're about on Pilot Era. Well, we're in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Friday night, I went for dinner with Amy and her mother, her dear, dear mother, Sue. And then I went to the airport with her last night. And there How was, was a, that? There was a big crew, actually. So crew. it was like Amy's whole family. So her two siblings, like her siblings' partner, her parents, me and Louise, another friend of ours. It was pretty sad. I actually, I got a video of her leaving. Okay. I don't think I showed you that yet. Let's not do it now. No. This podcast is purely a visual medium. No, I know. But I kind of feel like I want to watch it because I miss her already. But we're doing this now. <laughs> so it was really sad. I cried a bit. And Amy was crying and I actually got the last hug, which was pretty nice. Well done. Because I'm the bestie. That's right. Yeah. Bestie so... for successy. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Successy. Yeah, successy. Sounds like a mix between something sexual and citrusy. Gross. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <gasps> the, gra- <laughs> the grapefruit thing. <laughs> 
Now I'm going to put a clip of the fucking no, grapefruit no, no. thing in here. No, no, no. Don't put the clip of the grapefruit thing in here. Mate. Oh, I'm just going to put the sound in. No, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's so gross. If you want to watch something kind of weird, yeah, just look up. What is it called? Grapefruit technique. Yeah. On YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy that she's going to Japan because then that means I get to go back to Japan to see her. Yep. And I've already planned to go in February, so super excited. Maybe I'll take a new fancy camera. Get some real footage. What? No, I don't mean... You took some good... did I do that entire time then? (laughs) You took some good footage, but it wasn't a great camera. It's not a fantastic camera. But we just bought a Canon DSLR. Yep. Yeah. So we'll be able to make some quality vids for you guys. Finally. Yeah. Because that video we did, we were just watching the one where we watched ourselves watching the end of the fucking world. And it was pretty bad, like quality. <laughs> you couldn't even hear what I was saying. I don't think the microphone was close enough to my mouth. No, it was not. It was a bit of a clusterfuck. We just we- need stands, man. We'll get mic stands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be helpful. We'll go above your head out of frame. I also went and got my arm stabbed yesterday. Yep. Went and visited my good buddy, Caneberry Tattoo. Search him on Instagram. Do it. See if you can pick which tattoos are Kate's. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> I just wanted to go get a really simple tattoo just because I wanted to get tattooed. And I've also wanted this one for a while. So I got a couple of uh, Marilyn Manson M's. Looks hot. On the back of my left arm. Yeah. Originally, I wanted it on my right arm, kind of at the back. And I said to Josh, I was like, there's no way Kane is going to want to put this tattoo there. It's not going to fit properly. He's going to hate it. And then as soon as I showed him, he's like, really? You want to put it there? And I was like, told you. Yeah. So we moved it. But I'm a very... Uh, I'm a good customer. Yeah, you are. Unlike. Unlike the customer that was there. Story time. Story time. Story time. Story time. You should talk about it. <laughs> Would you like me to do the story? Yeah. So basically, we went to visit Kane. We went out for lunch and he or he had cancelled on Kate and then rebooked her at the same time. Which was fine because my booking was very last minute. Like I literally messaged him on Friday and I was like, do you have time tomorrow to do a tattoo for me? Yeah. And he said, yeah, yeah, come in at one. And then, yeah, we got lunch and he said, oh, actually, there's been a mess up with my appointments. Can I tell you another day? I was like, yep, no worries. All good. It was last minute. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to explain that a little bit. That's that's all right. Go ahead. Are you going to re-explain all the parts of the story when I tell them? No. We went to see Kane and he was already dealing with this customer who they basically booked as like an extra, like for if they had a guest artist or something like that. And they already had somebody sick and they don't have a receptionist. So basically Kane... Is trying to do with this customer. And she wanted Roman numerals of, was it her cousin's death date? Yeah. <laughs> on her arm. Because she saw that Rihanna had a tattoo of Roman numerals. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's what Kate said. She was just like, apparently really shit. So she came in and she's like, this is what I want. This is where I want it. Yep, no worries. Draws it up. And then she's like, oh, can you make the spaces bigger? And he's like, oh, well, yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, uh, I want like the tops taken off, like all the Roman numerals. So they... I guess look wrong. I guess that's what she wanted. And then he's like, oh, I guess. And then he did it. And then she's like, no, it has to be the other way. And then he did that. And then she's like, can you make the spacing smaller? And he's like, yeah. We knew that she was a bad customer when she said she had her friend there. And she was like, oh, you got to come and help to her friend. Yeah, because her random friend knows more about tattoos than a tattoo artist that's been tattooing for 10 years. She definitely does. Because she just agreed with everything that he said. <laughs> yeah. He was like, actually, her friend was pretty great. Like, I wish I was tattooing her instead of her friend. Yeah. And he sent us a literal text message while he was dealing with this girl, pulled out his phone 
and just like texted Kate. It was just like, sorry, this customer is a massive bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, she got the stencil made and then hit, they were doing placement, putting the stencil on and he put it on and then she was like, no, I want it like higher and then more to this side. So he put it there and then she was like, no, I want it lower and like more to that side. And he was like, all right. So back where I had it before. And she's like, no, no, no. Like in between. So he put it in between. And then she's like, no, I want it lower and like more to that side. And he's like, so where I put it at the start. And she's just like, no, no, in between. And he's like, he just said to her, listen, it is 5-2. I've been dealing with you for an hour. And I have an appointment in five minutes. And we haven't even put the stencil on. Like, I understand that it's forever. But I can't spend all day on this, like, minimum cost five-second tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then she just lost it at him. <laughs> yeah. And she just started being like, this is a business and I'm a customer and you're messing me around. And he was just like, yep, yep, I know, I understand, yep. He's yep. the loveliest guy. <laughs> like, he is so nice. Yeah. And everybody else in the shop is just, like, watching her. Yeah. And just like, oh, oh is it going to be a punch on? Are we going to have to get into it? But then she just stormed out. And then there was just an uproar of laughter in the entire shop. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She absolutely lost it at him. And I was ready to go there and just, like defend him <laughs> and after she left i was like hey do you want me to go punch on with her or what <laughs> what an idiot Dis- disrespect came like that people just like that though with tattoo artists they just have no respect like he was working so hard with her yeah her appointment was supposed to be eleven thirty, but he didn't realize that it was booked in and it wasn't with him no it wasn't it was just a general appointment it. he did her a favor by saying okay come in a bit later and then she just fucking messed him around Ugh. Do not mess your tattoo artists around. No. So that's funny. Yeah, and then everyone was just making fun of her. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of mean, but like she was very disrespectful, so she kind of deserved it. This is what I said to Kate. If I did an hour of like somebody fucked me around for an hour at work and then they said, "Oh, and also we're going to take that hour of pay off you." I'd lose my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone like this poor guy who's like trying really hard. To just make her happy. Yeah. So he had a no-show and then he had a walkout. Yeah. So he loses like four hours of pay. So he got paid nothing until he had to do my tattoo. Yeah. And he was doing like all the reception shit because everybody else was busy. Yeah. So he was basically working for free for like four hours. I hope the guy after me was all right because he got pushed back a fair bit. Well, yeah, because you had that woman and then Kane was basically the receptionist trying to get it sorted. Yeah. And he didn't even start, like, putting the stencil on until the guy had already shown up for his appointment. Yeah. But then the guy came back and just stared angrily at you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, being all chummy and stuff. And <laughs> he's just staring at me like, oh. It was pretty funny. You're pushing my appointment back. It was a good day. We enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Now I've got my M's. Yeah, yeah. You said that Manson would be proud of me. He sure would. I mean, he's going to be proud of anybody. Well, it would be me. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thanks, folks. You're welcome. You and Manson are very similar. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, well, I love you both. You're both very talented men. Oh, thanks. Walks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the end of our general uh, life discussion part. I guess so. Move on to some TV news. What the hell is going on? Oh my god! <laughs> I must do, do the countdown. Why do you just make up? I have stuff for this. <laughs> and you always also get them wrong. Like, 
<laughs> Every time. Is this the one where it's like, yeah. get that cat off the road? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> no, no, no. What the hell is going on? Get that cat off the road. <laughs> oh my God. You are my favorite human. Let's do this thing. Do you want to start with the trailer that we watched the other day? Yeah, so I saw this new show on the internet. I think it was on like a news channel or something. A news channel? A news channel? Like a news website that I was reading. Oh, okay. That's a bit different. (laughs) Uh, So there's this new show coming out on Netflix called Maniac. And it piqued my interest because it's got Emma Stone and Jonah Hill as the two main characters. Yep. And Justin Theroux as well. It's about a drug trial that they both volunteer for. And the trailer didn't really say a whole lot, did it? I think they were trying to not say a lot. Make but it mysterious. They might have said more than they meant to. What do you mean? Well, I essentially got like the code of the whole thing, which is basically like these two people are meant to be together. So oh, like, right. no matter what happens, they'll find each other. And like they basically create these fake worlds for them to like be in. And they don't know. Like It's like they're dreaming and they're just in this imaginary world that they've been created Mm. but like they still find each other and they're just fucking up the whole program yeah i've i've seen it compared to something like eternal sunshine yeah of a spotless mind it's kind of yeah it's kind of that vibe yeah and they sort of don't know what's real and yeah it's like they're hallucinating these completely different lives for themselves i think it'll be really interesting yeah it's like a combo of that and you know that small part in the good place when they keep like restarting oh yeah the world yeah they keep ending up together so like that. Yeah. So this is just a little mini series. And I think, it's, did I say it was based on a Norwegian show? I think you said it was that. And those, I feel like that part of the world knows how to do this kind of TV quite well. Yeah. Just crazy. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited for it. I think it'll be really good. And yeah, mini series, I think, well, I don't really know how many episodes there are, but I've got a feeling it'll probably be maybe like six hour episodes or something like that. Yeah. So it'll be like a nice little bit of television to watch. So the only thing I'm concerned about for it, is just my own perception of the show based on other popular media. Okay. Because I am basically was watching it and I was like, where's uh, Michael Sarah and McLovin? Because <laughs> is, this, is this super bad in the future? I don't understand. Why did you pick these two people when the only other thing... Is it the only other thing they've been in together? But the thing where they like were leadish roles together was that movie. <laughs> I just didn't even think of that, to be honest. And now, yeah. And I'm just like, there they are. Again. <laughs> That time he stole a bunch of beer for a party for her and now they're in a drug trial. <laughs> well, they've both done serious movies and TV before as well. Oh, yeah. I quite like both of them. I think they're good actors. And, yeah, they bounce off each other pretty well, I think. And Jonah Hill's looking so skinny. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's, like, tiny now. <laughs> yeah. I love how just photos of him in public are, like, memes now. Yeah. Because he just looks so fucked. But he's not. He's just, like, lost weight. Yeah. But everybody's so used to seeing him, they're just like, oh, this is what it looks like to be fucked. And he's it's just like, like, he's sick. He's on drugs. Yeah. It's like, no, he's just yeah. lost a bit of weight. He's just lost a bit of weight. He's just having a dart on the sidewalk and you're just like following him around. People are creeps, man. Poor Jonah, man. I think we'll probably cover it for the podcast. It seems like it would be an interesting thing. Fuck yeah, let's do it. And it might be quite high profile because they're pretty big actors and stuff. And Netflix original and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Pumped. Nice. Let's go to the stupid idea of the week. <laughs> I don't know if this will be a thing for international listeners, but basically, Channel 10, it's like the one of our four fucking channels that we've got, they 
are doing this thing that they're going to call Pilot Week. I'm pretty sure they do something like that in the US. It's like a huge thing in the US. They've got sweeps Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's more than a week. It's like a month where yeah. they just play pilots of TV shows yeah. and see how they do. So they're doing that, basically. Mm. They've got eight shows. They're going to play the pilots. And then based on viewership, they're going to see whether they, I don't think, make the show, but maybe like continue to play the show. But then the thing is that like they've already made them. So they'll probably just fucking put them in different time slots. Yeah, well, maybe it chooses what time slots they get. Like, the ones that do well will get prime time, like, 7.30 or something. I just don't see why it's important, then. You're basically like, how much money would you like us to make? Like, what the fuck? I wonder when it is. Have you looked up when it is? No, I have not. Pilot Week premieres Sunday the 19th of August. That's today. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That is in a week. (laughs) That's next week. Oh, I'm going to be in WA for Pilot Week. Oh, new. So I definitely will not have access to a television. At least one that I can change the channels on without getting beaten up by drunk miners. Oh, that's fair. Yep. (laughs) So am I going to have to watch all these fucking shows by myself? Yeah, probably. Fuck. (laughs) Well, what else are you going to do? You're going to be all alone. Fuck. I'm going to take the week off, mate. Fuck this shit. Oh, sorry, uh, boss. I've got to take the week. It's pilot week. (laughs) (laughs) like yeah righto i've got responsibilities in that so i thought what i'd do is i've written down the shows and i'll give a brief description of each one and i just want to get kate's reaction to each one of these yeah i don't know what they are so we purposely made it so that kate did not look so let's have a quick squiz right i'm ready you ready what's the first one (laughs) (laughs) all right ethan Alright, the first one is called Trial by Kyle and it's where Kyle Sanderlands is like a judge in like fake disagreement cases. Nah. Nah? <laughs> <laughs> so like Judge Judy but Kyle Sanderlands. Yeah. How is he still relevant? <laughs> he's a fucking pig. Like- yeah, that's why he's still relevant. Because he's a piece of shit. If he was a nice guy, he'd be gone. But there are nice guys on TV though. I was going to list off some guys that I like on TV. Okay. <laughs> Sean McAuliffe. Yeah. Very nice guy. Funny. Hamish and Andy. Talented. Hamish funny, and Andy. Funny and talented. Hamish and Andy. Funny and talented and nice guys. There you go. Uh, Tom Gleason. Not not a very nice guy, but cool and funny. Funny and talented. <laughs> Kyle Sandilands, would you use funny, talented or nice to no, describe No, none of those things. There you fucking go. Right. So, mean. <laughs> no. No. That's my, so, that's no, my, <laughs> no out of 10. No out of 10. Uh, next one is called Disgrace. And it's okay. just like a guy who was kicked. I think he was in parliament and he got kicked out. This is not, this is just the host. This is just about the host. Okay. He got kicked out of his position in parliament because he was talking to like a communist society in China and like affiliated with those. So now he's got a show. <laughs> And uh, it's called Disgrace, and it's about all the disgraceful things that have happened. Like, disgraceful, disgusting, like, acts and shit of the week. And he just... In politics or just in general? Everywhere. And he just presents it. So kind of like one of those countdown of the 20th fucked up people falling off skateboards. Yeah, but it's of the week, and it's a communist talking about just, like, people who are murdered by the cops in America and shit. (sighs) If he thinks that's disgraceful, I don't know. So is it a comedy or is it a serious show? I don't know. <laughs> From the description, it didn't sound like anything. Well, I'm not very interested in that. That sounds pretty weird. <laughs> yep. No? 
No out of ten. No out of ten. All right, number three. This is a um, <laughs> a fucking weird idea. How many of these are there? By There's, the way, there are eight. Okay, there are eight. This one is, I don't know what this is. It is called Dave, and the only description we is is it's a show with Dave O'Neill. Who's Dave O'Neill? Don't you know who Dave O'Neill is? No. Dave O'Neill is the fat comedian who makes fun of the fact that he is fat, even though he's not the fattest comedian. He used to be on uh, Spicks and Specs all the time, and Dave I think you, you'd need to find a picture of him. I'm going to Google him now. Good. Oh, okay. I know who this guy is. So, Dave O'Neill. So, the description is that it's a Dave O'Neill show. He's literally like 90 kilos. He's not even that big. No. And he's not even that funny. Jeez Louise. Yep. So you don't know what it is? Nope. The description is that it's a show starring Dave O'Neill. <laughs> so that's supposed to get you in, is yeah, it? Yeah. That's all. Apparently, that's all they think Australian audiences need. What's it called? Here comes fucking... Da- it's called Dave. <laughs> oh. Here comes fucking Dave O'Neill on Dave. It's fucking Dave O'Neill. He's not even like a... He can't even lead anything. Is it... Oh, okay. It's not called The Debrief. No, it just says it's called Dave. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I don't really know what that's going to be, so I can't really say anything. All right, so don't know out of 10. <laughs> don't know out of 10. Brilliant. All right. <laughs> this is going incredibly well. These so, all sound shit so far. They sound incredibly shit. I'm going to leave one till later. So they're making another, They're making something called Kinney Tonight. So you remember Kinney? Oh, I don't... Yeah. So they're making more okay. of that. I actually don't mind some of his stuff. Yeah. He can be kind of funny. Yeah. But it's very hit and miss. It's very hit and miss. Yeah. Like occasionally he'll do a video that goes viral and I'm like, actually, that's actually pretty accurate and funny. Like the magic coffee table and the magic laundry basket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, he kind of actually talks about interesting things. Yeah. And he actually has all right views on things. He's not just some fucking no, 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 misogynist pig. But sometimes he's just like... He's one of those people who just does whatever he thinks is funny for comedy, and he thinks it's fine. Which is like, I believe that as well. Like, I think that for comedy's sake, you should be able to do and say whatever. Yeah. Because in that situation, you've obviously got to know that people don't actively believe that. And then you can dislike a joke, like how, how it was said, or like what it's about, or whatever, or not agree with it, or whatever, and that's fine. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be able to like make that joke for people who would think it was funny. So if you don't like it, then you don't like it and that's fine. Yeah. Because it's just a form of entertainment. Most of the time, the person who tells that joke does not believe that. Yeah. So I feel like it's just like a realm where you can do whatever you want. And in this day and age, you can't do that. So... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, from what I've heard so far, that's the best one that I've heard. Because I actually don't mind some of his stuff. That's pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) So... I think the funniest part about this show is going to be the name. Mm-hmm. It is a sketch comedy show that they're making with famous Aussie comedians. That's how it's described. Um, and it's called Skit Happens. <laughs> that's a good name. Yeah. So um, is it different comedians every time or? I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like a crew that do all of them. Right. Or like Aussie Bite or fucking Big Aussie Bite or whatever those other ones are called. We haven't had an Australian um, skit show for a little while. It has been a while. So that could be okay. Maybe there'll be some actual relevant things. Is there a, like a host or something? I don't know. It doesn't say. My only thing is that like that's what YouTube is for now. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't think I'd just be watching a skit show. And if I was going to watch a skit show, I'd watch um, British comedians doing sketches. There you go. Not Australians. No offence. <laughs> That's fine. So, uh, not Australians out of ten. Um, <laughs> so, there's also something called Taboo. Okay. This is where a comedian... I can't remember whose name it is. She stands up and she does a stand-up comedy routine making fun of a certain group of disadvantaged people when the crowd is full of those disadvantaged people. What? Yep. So she'll make fun of, like, poor people and the entire audience is poor people. Or she'll make fun of, like, Aboriginal people and the entire audience is Aboriginal people. Wait, what are they calling this show? Taboo. Is this supposed to, like, open up dialogue about something? I don't know. It could be okay. It could be, but it is going to be one person of one stature, <laughs> the one viewpoint. So it's like a it's a, a woman, I like a white, just gonna a, be white a white woman. woman. Yeah. A white, able-bodied, yeah. like, cis, yep. straight woman. Probably, yeah. Hmm. I mean, if it was done in a particular way, it could actually be kind of eye-opening and good for the conversation, but depends how they go about it. Yeah. It could, could be very just cringe and awkward. Yeah. And then I think that it's it falls into that realm that we always end up in, whereas, like, people are going to take it the way they want. Yeah. There's always going to be people who aren't into that. Yeah. So if she says offensive things, the people who believe those things are going to be like, yeah, mm. yeah, true, mate, true. <laughs> and then you're going to have the people who are like, that's fucked. And then, mm. but they already think it's fucked. <laughs> We're in the same fucking place. All right. People try to make a difference and they never do. I will give that a could be fucked out of 10. That's perfect. <laughs> so, narrow into the last two. Okay. Okay. Have so, you saved the worst for last? Not the worst, but the most concerning. Oh, okay. So, they're going to bring back Rove McManus. Okay. The show is called Bring Back Saturday Night and I assume it will be just Rove again. On a Saturday night. On a Saturday night. Cool. Bring back Saturday night. Hey, look, I don't have a problem with Rove. No. He's just like a worse version of... Most people. Uh, What's his name? The guy who's on the last leg now in the UK? Adam Hills. Yeah. He's like an economy version of Adam Hills. Don't you think? In your fucking face, Rove. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't... I don't know. He's just sort of like a blank slate. Well, it's kind of weird because he's like, he was on TV all the time in Australia. Yeah. Especially in the noughties or whatever. All the time. And then he's like, man, my career is going really well. I'm going to move to the US and, you know, kick off, up. <laughs> kick off my career in the US and I'm going to be famous and I'm going to have like a show. I think he wanted to be, you know, like the next Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Yeah. And then he went over there and it seems like he's kind of failed at that. Yeah. And now he's like <laughs> crawling back to Australia. Like, give me a show, guys. Yeah, slowly. Very slowly. Say hello to your mum from me. Yeah. God, I always found that really creepy. I'm Rove McManus. Say hi to your mum for me. <laughs> yep, that's that's Rove. Yeah, look, that's not the worst thing on there. He's no. an, he's an all right dude. Like he's he's quite safe. Yeah. He's a very family friendly personality. Yeah. He's not really going to come out and do something super crazy and controversial like fucking Carl Sanderlands, you know. No, he, he never will. But that's also. Sort of a downside. <laughs> yeah. Because he's not going to do anything interesting or make anybody think about anything. It's just going to be like, here's my guest. Your new album is awesome. I yeah. loved it. <laughs> Would you like to perform one of the songs at the end of the show? 
Okay, now get off my fucking couch so I can get somebody else. It's There's not so be many of those shows. Like, exactly. I don't understand. Exactly. Don't need it. I don't even really like any of them. I like Graham Norton. I Graham guess. Norton is great. He's probably my favourite talk show host. I just, I can't be fucked watching it. I'd rather watch something else, you know? Yeah. Like, if you had to watch one, that would be the one I would watch. Absolutely. But, like, I'd rather not watch it at all. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> all right, so lucky last. Drum roll. Pretty good, but I'm probably going to replace it with an actual drum roll. <laughs> no, put the put mine in. Anyway, hit me with it. Yeah, they are making Drunk History Australia. Oh, <laughs> I actually did know that one. So, love Drunk History. So funny. Drunk History Australia will be, if it's the same, produce the same and everything, it'll be good. But, what happens to True Story by Hamish and Andy when people who watch True Story by Hamish and Andy realise that Hamish and Andy's making a shit version of this thing that's actually amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, they ripped off Hamish and Andy's true story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Drunk History's been going for freaking ages. They've got an English and an American version, don't they? Yeah, and they're both fucking they're both hilarious. Great. Are they doing it the same way where the person telling the story is the voice for the characters? Yeah, that's, that's Drunk History. That's what they do. So now they better be do like it like that. Famous Australians and then Australian history and then like Australian actors and comedians do like the parts. Yeah. It's it's drunk history. It'll be the same. Yeah. So that's that's basically going to Hamish and Andy. Hey, we found out what you fucking did. <laughs> this is what it's supposed to look yeah. like. Yeah. Because in True Story, the person telling the story is separate from the scenes. Yeah. And the actors actually talk in the scenes. Yeah. Which is not. Right. No. It's, <laughs> it's not, way it's not more, right. It's way it's more not. funny in drunk history because the person is obviously drunk. Yeah. And they don't really know what they're talking about. And they're like burping and sometimes they're just like throwing up or whatever. Yeah. And that's included in the cutscenes of, yeah. the, of the actors. And they have to kind of like, yeah, ad lib to that and mime to that, yeah. lip sync to that. And it's really funny. So if they do it right, I reckon it could be pretty funny. And there are a lot of good comedians that they could put on that. It'll, that, be, it'll be brilliant. That if have been in like true level, story and stuff. If it's at the same level, it'll be great. But I just don't know what Hamish and Andy are going to do. They're like, pump out season two quick before they work it out. Well, se- season two's out now, though. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's playing now. I actually kind of want to watch the first episode because apparently Sam Pang's in it, my favourite. Oh, okay. They should put him in Drunk History, man. He would be great. They're, he'll probably end up in it. He should do a story. <laughs> Get Sam Pang drunk. Yeah. I don't even know if he drinks. Probably does. Well, he's in a show called The Front Bar. What's where that? They drink. Don't you know about The Front Bar? No. It's where, like, him and Mick Malloy talk about football. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mick Malloy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The best reaction to Mick Malloy I've seen. Mick Malloy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, that is all I have on Pile Week. <clears throat> but Kate has a little addition. I wonder if any of you have seen the theme in those pilots. Is it a theme? <laughs> is it so much a theme as the world that we live in right now? Well, there is a bit of a pattern there, isn't there? And <laughs> that is that most of those shows, I think bar one, the one where the woman does the comedy skits about disadvantaged people. Yeah. They are all straight, middle-aged white men hosting shows. Okay, so we don't know about the skit show 
I haven't researched That could it. be a mixed cast, yeah. That's got to be a mixed cast. You can't make a, like, a one-gender-only skit show unless you're going to do, like, a fucking, like, Shakespeare thing. What you about, like... You can't do that now. You can't make fun of the fact that men are playing women anymore. You cannot do that. <laughs> it's no, not funny now. That's true, but it could still be, like, a male-centric thing, like Little Britain or something. Yeah, Where basically all the, ca- like, all the characters are played by the same two dudes. Yeah. And, yeah, there are some female characters, but they're, like, bit parts and it's not really anything. Yeah, absolutely. But one of my favourite female Australian comedians, Kitty Flanagan, kind of picked up on this fact. And she ended up making a skit herself about Pilot Week. It's pretty funny. Like, if you if you want to watch it, yeah, just search, like, Kitty Flanagan Pilot Week and it should come up. But it's basically, like, her talking to an executive at Channel 10. He's sort of giving suggestions about who should host these new shows for pilot week and she's like he suggests a woman and he's like what are you talking about she's like what are you talking about women can't host television shows and then she she goes on about talking about um how men get paid more in tv and stuff and i don't know i can't really do it justice by just talking about it but i don't really know how to explain this (laughs) yeah you've done real well (laughs) i feel like you should just play the clip I might have to play the clip after this. has been travesty. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Just play the clip because you don't really need to see it. Okay. Yeah, women can't host television shows. <laughs> yeah, but men are good at television because they get to do it all the time. There's no precedent for a woman hosting a show. We don't know what she might do. This is pilot week. It's not the time to get all crazy and innovative and take risks. <laughs> Whatever they're paying Cole Sanderlands, I'll give you exactly three quarters of that. <laughs> Tempting, but you've read the book. Men are from Mars. Women are a bit shit at television. Fine, forget about it. We'll just get right back again. Nice. Almost a woman. But anyway, I love Kitty Flanagan. She's pointed it out. And yeah, I don't understand why there's not really any female hosted shows in there. And it's not even like it's a diverse group of men. It's just like all white dudes. Yep. It's still fucking Channel 10, mate. Yeah. Like the demographic for Channel 10 is still the same. And there there was some tweet that was put out on the internet after Kitty, like, pointed this out. And they said, well, you know, there hasn't really been any standout female comedians in Australia, so why would they get a show? And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's just like, hi. Points at herself. Yeah, (laughs) hi. uh, The Kates for the Catering Show have their own show. Yeah. Already. That woman that they made her career explode, what's her name? Made whose career explode? You know, the, like the woman, she plays like their product placement person. Oh, yeah, she's so and good. she had her own like show on ABC and then she had like a sold out fucking yeah. stand-up tour and shit. Anne Edmonds! <laughs> just give her, just be like, you just do whatever you want. That would be hilarious. Fucking, what are you doing? And what about like Judith Lucy and like Denise? Yeah. Like there's all these iconic fucking female Australian comedians. Yes. That's so gross. I can't believe someone said that. But they say that because these women don't get the exposure that they deserve. You just get fucking Carl Sanderlands, who's the worst human being ever. That's right. Don't look at me and smile because it's not funny. Oh, okay. Um, I got raped when I was 12 years old. Right. And is that the, uh, is that the only experience that... you've had? And he's given a fucking show. I was going to say, no matter how many women they put on the bill, it's all cancelled out by having fucking Carl there. Exactly. I really Take be him off TV. If they like it was like, oh, this is a man and his wife, and like they're having an argument about the dishes, and he's just like, well, she's a woman, so shut the fuck up. 
I would not be surprised if that was his verdict for like uh, 90% of the fucking things. Yeah. Because it's Carl Sandlitz and he's a fuckwit. So yeah, to sum up, Pilot Week, Channel 10, no pad of 10. No pad of 10? Yeah. Nope the fuck out of here. Okay. Please explain what the Oscars are doing now. Yeah, so I read this piece of really interesting news today. Apparently the Oscars have put a new category into the Oscars and it's about popular movies. So you know how the Oscars, the best picture usually goes to some wanky movie about like, oh no, it's always about what, war or like a disadvantaged person or, I don't know, it's always just some wank fest, right? And that's not actually what people are watching. And a lot of the time the wank fest hasn't even been released until after they win all the awards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just whoever's, you know fucking people high up that are doing the votes right pretty much yeah i mean don't, let's not even get started on hollywood because that's a whole thing but the it's the same it's just like oh hello group of 60 something white old dudes <laughs> what yeah. do you think are good films and they're just like oh fucking dunkirk mate dunkirk's a fucking yeah rich film. fucking dunkirk. <laughs> shape of water yeah fucking fuck. shape of water fucking, <laughs> fucking, it, fucking yeah so this is a prize for outstanding achievement in popular film. So this is like normal people films, right? Normal people films. <laughs> Are they going to just count how many, how much who makes the most at the box office? What movie gets seen the most? Well, because that I would suppose. technically be the most popular movie. Most rewatched film. <laughs> this article says apparently the movies we the people like, such as Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Girls Trip, and Get Out, are trash, not worthy of the night's top honor. So they're not. You know, they're not up for best picture. Yeah, so they can take them out of the running. They're up for outstanding achievement in popular film. (laughs) Yeah, so they can take them out. So that people don't just fucking whinge about it. It's a little bit insulting, don't you think? Man, it's incredibly insulting. Are you (laughs) fucking kidding me? The entire thing is run in an insulting way. Just like, these people pick what the best movies are. And everyone's like, but I didn't like that movie. And they're just like, well, I did. (laughs) The seven people who pick who win the awards... 7 to 12 people pick it and they are all in the same demographic of people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they they have a fucking huge party about it. So it's like 6 to 12 dudes who are like, mate, I really fucking like that. Let's have a fucking party about it. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, these movies like Black Panther and Wonder Woman, as you said, probably make heaps more at the box office than... Anything that wins the Oscars, right? You can't really count box office. Box office is like a weird thing. Because yeah, that's basically like who spent the most on advertising the most yeah. efficiently. But that's so box thing. office is like what people use. And they're just like, mm. oh, I made a million dollars, a million dollars in the box office. And you're like, yeah, because they paid for the advertising. But that's the thing. Like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to choose which ones are going to go up for it? Yeah, I don't and know. And how are they going to vote for it? Are they going to put it to these douchebags in their silver fucking Lexuses in their gold chairs or what are, are they what are the common folk like what's their favorite film <laughs> or are they gonna do like a kind of fan vote or something where they get the public to vote oh, but no, I doubt they like would because fucking TV week Logies yeah I know, what your <laughs> I know. <movie> was. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> yeah fucking Grandenia for Logie fuck your family feud yeah so yeah I, thought, I just thought that was really interesting that they're they're doing that I wonder how it's gonna go Probably badly. I reckon something like, I reckon Black Panther will win this year, if they if it's up. It just seems weird. It's like they physically remove that and put it in a different place, yeah. so yeah. they because well, they so, can't give that best picture for some reason. No. 
Why we, not? Because we, we still want to have our party that makes us look like we're not what we're talking about. And it's like they've got a they want to have the party and be like, look at how educated I am in this movie that nobody really liked, but like, you know, it's a, it's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> and like, <laughs> they still want to have that party and they don't want people bitching. So they're just like, oh, we'll create a new category and give it to the most explodey film. Very, very strange. Do we want to do our other little bit of movie news or are we going on to? Yeah, I may as well stick with this. So what movie did we watch that we promised we were going to watch and report back on? Yeah, after last week, we ended up watching Tickled, which isn't really a movie. It's more like a documentary, but it's got the same guy in it that hosted Dark Taurus that we yep. just spoke about last week. Did you enjoy the documentary? It was fucking awesome, wasn't it? It started out as one. I don't want to ruin it because like, I really like people to watch it who haven't. But it started off as one thing and then it just developed really slowly into like this totally different fucking crazy shit. Mm. So, yeah, because the documentary starts by being about like this competitive tickling league and it ends up in a completely different spot. You could completely forget that that's what it's about. Yeah. But it's crazy. And it's so entertaining. And it's like the guy is so good because they're like. I want to fucking sue you and all this sort of shit. And he's just like, do one Google search. Oh, isn't this super interesting? And it fucking is. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, definitely watch it if you haven't. I really enjoyed it as well. It was great, wasn't it? Just how it became like a different thing altogether. You're watching it and you're like, I don't even know if I want to know this stuff. But at the same time, I really want to know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those kind of documentaries that fucks you up a little bit. But I had no idea where it was going to go. It was brilliant. No. Very, very interesting. I really like that guy a lot. I want to watch more Dark Tourist. Fuck yeah. I think he's a very good journalist. Once we finish Cupcake and Dino, <laughs> we can watch it. Cupcake and Dino. That was a good voice. <laughs> I keep singing that song like all the time, just putting other words into it. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> I sing it to the cats. I love it. It's their new favorite song. You know what I think it's time for? Kate's Corner! Over the you know what I want as the sound? What? I just want some fucking shred on an electric guitar. Okay. Like... Alright. Something like that. Let's do it. Can you put that in? Uh, mate, I can do whatever you want. Fuck Whether yeah. Whether you can hear it or not is a totally different thing. Is it getting I'm a bit chockers in. now? It's pretty crazy, but fuck it. <laughs> Who cares? Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I just read what was on the list for me to talk about. Come on, mate. And I got surprised. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing I wrote down five minutes ago. <laughs> so the last couple of weeks, I've been watching the show called Baby Ballroom. It actually sounds really quite weird, but does it? What? The name of the show, Baby Ballroom. It's fucking weird as shit, but you still <laughs> watched it. <laughs> so season two is out on Netflix at the moment. I watched the first season a little while ago, probably last year or something. But it just follows this dance school called Zigzag. And there's this married couple that run it. And it's in their house. And they've got like a ballroom in their house. What? Yeah. That's crazy. They're rich. They, they live in like a mansion. Right. And it just follows like all the couples that they teach. And they go to competitions. And you get to know the kids and their stories. And I don't know. They kind of make it a little bit dramatic. It's kind of like Dance Mums, but... Not as over-the-top crazy as Dance Mums. But it's kids, ballroom dancing. Yeah. 
and go on competitions and shit. Yeah. But the teachers are really nice. They're not like Abby Lee Miller, who's an absolute psycho. So unsuccessful dance mums then. I think people still like Baby Ballroom though. You went away from the mic to cough and then you came back and coughed. What's wrong with you? I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah, I really like the show. It's really cute. And the kids are really nice. <laughs> you just get into it because they kind of follow the same characters and it's like you're watching a real a real show. Well, it is real. It's a reality TV show. A real show. show. <laughs> <laughs> you just get into the characters. Very sweet. There was like this big controversial moment in the episode that I just watched where this like number one dance couple split up and it was so shocking. Like I was actually shocked. But they're fucking kids, bro. But they were, they'd been together for like two years or something and they were winning all the competitions and then out of nowhere, suddenly they're like, unfortunately, this dance couple has broken up. And I was just like, no. What? Because they, they were one of my favorite couples and I was like really upset about it. They're still kids, man. They probably had a fucking fist fight and they're just like, oh, got to, got to separate them. Well, the reason that they gave was that there was something about them not getting along or something. Yeah, and then there kids. was, And there was something else about the girl was way better than the dude and she thought that she should move on because she wasn't being pushed enough or something. Right. Even though they were coming first all the time. I don't understand. Kids, bro. Great show. The same reason certain things are popular on YouTube. Kids. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Let's talk a little bit about YouTube. <laughs> so, oh, my God. We watched this really weird thing yesterday. I don't even know who should talk about it. What, Jeffy? <laughs> yeah. I don't think we should. I think we should as an, in an activist standpoint. I don't even know how we got there. Job <laughs> said, what do you want to watch? And I said, Pooby's Day at the Beach. Yeah. <laughs> Pooby being the name of our cat. Yeah. Her, Just, her name's Phoebe, but she's call, a shithead. So. Yeah, we call it Pooby. Job types it in to YouTube mm. and he's like, we're going to watch the second clip, no matter what it is. Yeah. And it was some vlog from some girl whose parents are just millionaires. And then these famous YouTubers were coming over to her house to hang out and like film a video or scout to film a video. Yeah. So we thought, oh, we'll watch whatever like the sh- show that they're doing it for is. And there's a thing called Jeffy by Super Mario Logan or something. And it's like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Me too. And it was made it's made for kids and it was like straight racist and like offensive to people with mental disabilities and like just unforgiving. It was fucking awful. Mm. I could not believe how bad it was. And it was made by children. And in the vlog, the children are driving fucking Lambos and shit because they are so popular and they mm. have like six million subs. And like, it was the most fucked up thing I I've think, ever seen. I think the video that we ended up watching was, it had like 40 million views or something. Yeah. And it was, yeah, these little white kids and they had like African-American characters in yeah. their videos that were like puppets and toys and stuff. And they were putting on like, black men voices yeah, like super racist stereotypical yeah black guy and voices. saying like really offensive stuff and it oh like we had to turn it off we were just like this is fucked up yeah it was totally fucked up but it's for it's made by basically kids for kids and it is 
terrible. And it has 40 million views. Yeah. It was they bad, w- man. They would have made so much money off that video. Yeah. Kids would just be watching this and the parents wouldn't know. No. Or they'd just be like, oh, there's that stupid thing like, they Oh, I'm just watching like... a puppet video. Yeah. Because it's puppets and like toys and stuff. Oh, yeah. God. I couldn't it believe when... It made me sick, man. I couldn't believe when they came over to the house. And like that, the girl who's doing the vlog, her parents are there and her like two younger brothers are there. And like the guy brings the puppet and the puppet is wearing a helmet and it has a pencil in its nose and the guy does an impersonation of it and it's just like, and that's like, that's the character. And an adult diaper as well. And it has an adult diaper on. And then the kids play with the puppet and the mom's like, do an impersonation of the puppet. And the kid's like, and I'm like, what in the fuck are you doing? The second that kid rocked up in your house and it's just like, oh, my friend's coming over. He's famous. And like, yep, no worries. And he rocks up and he's got a puppet. Of a mentally disabled child, and your kids know about it. So offensive. Fucking intervene. What are you doing? Fucking definitely a gated community. 100%. That that is the dark side of YouTube, man. Like, I've just recently, I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast, that I'm kind of recently getting into YouTube, which is weird because YouTube is like kind of dead now because no one can make money on YouTube anymore. Except for people who make content for children. Yeah. Like this fucking douchebag. Yep. Yeah, that's the dark side of YouTube. There are there's some good stuff on YouTube. I've been really getting into like Ethan and Ela. Yep. Who is like amazing married couple. Lots of their videos are like reaction videos of other stuff. Ethan kind of teams up with other YouTubers like Idubs and just does stupid shit. And yeah, it just makes me really happy watching those guys. <laughs> yeah, they always try to be fair and balanced about everything. So they come in and they go this is wrong or this is dumb and this is why and they have like a reason and it's usually because you should not do that or not think that way or like the things they're putting forward are like fucked to be a role model for children mm. or people in the or like people in the early mid-teens. You're being a bad role model. People should not think about it this way. And this is the kind of shit <laughs> that they would talk about. Yeah, like iDubbbz, he does this thing called Content Cop where he like calls out bad YouTubers basically for all the shit that they do. Yep. And that's pretty important because there's so much shit out there that kids are just like consuming with no, no, no holds barred, no bars. What is it? No hold. No holds barred. Yeah. No holds barred. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> but basically you look at it that way and they don't make money. No. The kids who make the offensive content make fucking tons of money or stupid shit or like Elsa and Spider-Man porn. Yep, uh, Jake and Logan Paul, like all that shit, that makes millions of dollars, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And these guys who were like, kids should not think that this is okay. Things, These things are not all right. We should not be, like, you should be aware that this is wrong. Uh, can't get money. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. It's a really weird world out there on YouTube. It's fucking weird. I've been learning about all the different personalities, all the different YouTube personalities and who's friends with who and who's got beef with who. It's like a whole thing. Yeah, of course it is. It's a whole world. Because everybody there is like committed their lives to that and that's like mm, their full-time their job. job. And film it and they edit it and they write it and they do all of it. Mm. Usually it's just one of them and they just do it all. And, and they're ghostwriter. <laughs> and some of them are ghostwriters. But then you've got people who like go on there and they make, what, $60,000 in a slow month. And all their videos are, I went to the Gucci store and I bought a $4,000 watch. Yeah. And look how rich I am. Look how rich I am, yeah. Would you say that they're flexing? 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't say that, but isn't that isn't that what flexing means? Like you're yeah. showing off how rich you are. Yeah, flexing on people. It's showing how rich you are, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that until a few days ago. It's... I'm not really up to date with the uh, the young kids lingo anymore. Mate, you introduced me to extra. That's a good one. Being extra. Yeah. I think I got that from like drag. There you go. I get a lot of terms from drag. But now you're on the YouTubes. Now you're going to be ahead. Head of the game. Yeah. I just, I keep saying dude now because of Ethan. Yeah. And I'm um, just like coughing weirdly all the time. That's why Josh keeps coughing all the time, by the way. Because <laughs> it makes you laugh, man. That's yeah, it like does my make goal me laugh. in life is to make you laugh. So that's like the only thing I have to do now. I've got like a bit of a crude sense of humor. Um, <laughs> My favorite videos are ones where I, they're just like vomiting and just coughing and spluttering and Hair falling cake, over, mate. smashing stuff. Hair cake. Oh, yeah. Look up. Yeah. I dubs Max Mofo Filthy Frank Hair Cake. <laughs> but don't do that if you are not a own vomit. Yeah. Because they just vomit on each other. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I find that shit really funny. It was one of the funniest videos I've seen in a very long time. And it was offensive. And they do throw up quite a lot, but that's intelligent humor presented in like a, a different way. So it was very strange. It's like you couldn't come up with that if you were Logan Paul. <laughs> basically, yeah. Rice gum. Yeah, exactly. No, all you got to do is uh, film women without their consent. <sighs> that's all you got to do. So many of these YouTubers are, are super problematic. Yeah. So bad. Yeah. Because nobody tells them. They're a dickhead. No. Everyone's just like sucking their dicks. Because they're yeah. rich. Yeah. Late teens to early 20s. If I was what? raking in 60 grand a month, I'd probably... And I'm 27. <laughs> if we were raking in 60 grand a month, I'd probably be like, fuck you, mate. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. We watch older YouTubers usually, though. I think that's another big difference as well. We don't watch these, like, teenage and early 20s YouTubers. Well, we did it yesterday. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, purposely. That's what I mean. We watched it yesterday. It did not work out very well. Oh, Max Mofo is, like, our age, isn't he? Big younger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, Idubs and um, Ethan and Ela are, like, older than us. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The other thing I just wanted to talk about in Kate's Corner was a podcast I've been listening to, which is very interesting. I, I've been recommended it by a couple of people, one being my, my dear mother and... One being this woman at work. It's called Teacher's Pet. And it's like another one of those crime, murder, mystery, drama thingos. All right. But it's like one crime that's spread over like 10 or 12 episodes, I think. And this journalist kind of delves into it and interviews a whole bunch of people and tries to get like more info about it. And it's just really interesting because this guy has basically been proven to have killed his wife right and there's so much evidence against him but he hasn't been charged and it's just insane like two coroners have ruled that he murdered his wife but he still hasn't been put on trial there's this whole web of like crazy shit he's a school teacher like a gym a gym teacher and he was having an affair with like a 16 year old student while he was married and then after his wife disappears the 16-year-old student moves into his house like two days later. Right. Yeah, there's there's all this crazy shit and apparently this particular school just has like this 
big history of like sexual abuse with students and there's like this group of male teachers who just like prey on like young women at the school so this is a real thing or is it oh, like yeah, a yeah. drama that no no, no it's real it's real right like 100% real and all this new evidence is coming out now because of this podcast like because he's speaking out about it like new witnesses are coming forward and giving more information and it's full on man like this this guy is a legit murderer and he's just living his life sounds good it's very very interesting and just because this was in the 80s um when this all happened just the difference with how these kind of sexual crimes were dealt with back then it was almost just accepted that teachers would have sex with students and it was just swept under the rug and no one did anything about it fantastic that that just happened like now yeah that stuff happens but if people get caught shit goes down you know people go to prison yep but yeah back then it was just nothing yeah it's this whole convoluted story and um yeah, very interesting. If you're into crime podcasts, I'd recommend it. Out of 10? Probably a 9 out of 10. The, the journalist is really great. And he talks to a lot of people that are very close to the case. And he's obviously doing a very good thing because new evidence is coming forward and new witnesses are coming forward, which is fantastic. I reckon so many crimes are being solved now because of podcasts and TV shows and stuff like that. Because back in the day, they didn't have that kind of, you know, media coverage. Building care. Yeah, but these things are so out there now and so easily accessible to people and it really helps people come forward and tell people what they know and, yeah, it's great. Smashing it. Listen to it. I don't think I've ever talked about a podcast before, have I? Not since The Bros. And Hamish and Andy. Oh, yeah, Hamish and Andy. I don't know what happened with their thing. Who knows, mate? We didn't get asked to be on it, unfortunately. But we didn't get any word of who did get asked to be on it. They didn't even talk about it in their podcast this week, so I don't know. Weird. Next time. Maybe. I would actually really like to meet them one day. Maybe I'll put that on my bucket list. Okay. <laughs> Do you reckon I'd be able to? I mean, if you really wanted to, I reckon we could organise it. Let's invite them to our wedding and see if they come. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> be like, you guys can do whatever you want at our wedding. <laughs> what do you reckon they do? Fucking mate. They do something weird. They come up with some kind of, like game or ploy or something yeah i'd be up for that we'd probably both be come out and we'd be covered in like makeup be made to look ugly (laughs) maybe that'd probably be it and that's the end of kate's corner i want a not just a random electronic guitar solo okay i want like swanee Swanee. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you a Swanee solo. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Of course I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. All right. Moving on to games. What game do we get? We bought Super Mario Aces. Yep. Is that what it's called? I think Mario, Mario Tennis Aces, Ace Tennis, Ace tennis something. something Tennis Aces Mario Super. Yeah. Josh loves it. I played it two times. What do you like about it? <laughs> <laughs> I just spat wine everywhere. God, I'm a mess today. <laughs> today? Hey. <laughs> fuck off, mate. People love our natural fuckery. That's true, yeah. 
bug it at the end. So, what do I like about it? The other Wii tennis games are sort of like motion control centric games. So it's like you don't control where the character goes. You just have to sort of move your wrist at the right time. Yeah, yeah. So like that's pretty meh. But this one, like it takes a little bit of getting used to. But then when you get used to it, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> because all you do... I don't think I got to that point. There you go. All you do is you just like, oh, you can charge up your super bar and then you can hit the ball and aim it where you want it to go. So all you do in like the challenges and stuff is you just get your super bar ready. And then you initiate it. Then you just hit the ball directly at them and then just breaks their fucking racket and they lose. That's so funny. I love that bit. <laughs> it's so dumb. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, you can have how many how many sets that you've got to do. Because sometimes it's just one. But sometimes it's quite a few. But you're, you can finish it. Say it's six sets. You can finish it in the second set. Because they'll only have three rackets. So they're just like, fucking broken racket. And you're like, yep, another rally. Fucking broken racket. Yep, another rally. Fucking broken racket. And then you're just like, yeah, I won. Imagine if it was like that in real tennis. Yeah. Just like Nadal fucking does this huge shot at like Federer and it hits him like right in the racket and it just breaks, like smashes into a million pieces. Yep. I think that would get people into tennis more. I mean, I love ten. I love watching tennis, but lots of people don't. But would you like it more if you could just fuck it? They were yeah. just rocketing yeah. fucking balls at each other. Yeah, and, and smashing rackets. rackets. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that would be more interesting to watch. And there's like but- some huge explosion just like... <laughs> <laughs> flash of light really slows down yeah that would be interesting to watch but playing it when you're just like yeah I'm just going to break their fucking racket yeah there's not really a whole lot of skill involved you just have to play long enough to power up and then you can just be like Bajoo! yeah I found it really fun when we were just playing the two of us against each other yeah I think it's like casual again. tennis it was yeah it was really fun but you're a lot better than me so it was a little bit boring so I felt like I could never win <laughs> well it was, it was not going to dog you and mm. not play at my full abilities. But yeah, as you said, I liked how it wasn't like a Wii U game where you just have to like flick your wrist or whatever. Yeah. You actually have to press different buttons to do different kinds of shots and like power up. And so there's a bit of skill involved. It's not just like flick, flick, flick. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it feels good to play. Yeah, it does actually feel really nice to it play. It feels good. It feels satisfying to play. Yeah, which is different. Yeah. And I think it's, that's got a lot to do with the visuals and the sound as well. Oh, yeah. But it, it looks classic. amazing and the sound is like very satisfying. You know, the when you hit the ball, it sounds really nice. And Yeah, classic skitterbox fucking bullshit yeah. in these games. And it's not so easy that it's boring, but it's also easy enough to just be able to play it for fun yeah, but and enjoy yourself. When you play the adventure mode, which is what I've been playing, mm, I'm sure mm. that if I played online against people, they'd fucking destroy me. Yeah. But you could get very good at this game. I could see people being extremely good at this game. Yeah, there would be. But the thing is, you get to a point where you're just like, yeah, I can never miss. Because you just know like what you're supposed to do and shit. It's not that difficult. Mm. But in the adventure mode, they know that there's not a lot going on. So they just fuck you around. Yeah. And that's the game. Well, there was one bit you were stuck on for ages. Yeah, because it's like there's a mirror and there's like orbs moving around in the mirror. And you have to like hit the orbs... And they're at, like, different heights. You have to use, like, the right swing and do it in the right direction or whatever. Yeah. That to looks charge so crazy. Up so you can, like, fire at the specific one to get to the next thing. And then once you get through the orb bit, there's, like, this weird gear bit. And you have to do, like, the aim... You have to do the aim shots and you have to get six in a row, like, perfect, one after the other. But they're moving, so you have to fire, like, the direction they're going and, like, do it one, bang, 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 bang. 
thing straight away. And it's That's the like, other thing, though. Like, it doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do. You, you just to have do to kind of figure out what you have to do. Yeah. And then, once you know, you you play, like, because there's a time limit. So you play, like, three or four times before you actually work out what you got to do. Yeah. And then you got to play it another fucking six to seven times to actually get it because yeah. it's, it's pretty pretty difficult. Yeah, and there's different phases, but you sit there and there's so much fucking dialogue yeah. between Toad and yeah, Mario yeah. and, like, some fucking mirrors, mirrors or <laughs> a fucking ghost or a penguin or some bullshit. Aww. And it doesn't even tell you what to fucking do. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I really like? When we were just playing one-on-one, I, I played as Toad, obviously, because Toad's my favourite Nintendo character. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Luigi for life, bruh! <laughs> I couldn't really work out how I was doing it, but for a while, like, Toad was just doing these, like, flips. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? And you, you press a certain button and he kind of does these flips to, like, try and get to the ball quicker. Yeah. It's so cute. And his little move, you know, oh, he's just, I love him. <laughs> he's great. Speaking of Toad, I just downloaded the demo for tre- uh, Toad Treasure Tracker. Yep. On the Switch. Exactly the same game as the Wii U. Exactly the same game. Yeah. Um, it was the same levels and everything. But it was actually quite good playing on the actual like switch pad. Because oh, I, sure I wasn't playing it on the TV. I was just playing it on the pad. And it felt like a lot more intuitive and easy to play than on the Wii U. Yeah. Because the Wii U is fucking clunky as shit. And you had to like actually um, move it manually. Yeah. Whereas this one is just, you know, your classic um, like R pad. Is it R pad? The other... So you got a D-pad. Yeah. And, and you've then got a, a right stick as well. Yeah, you've got the other stick and you can use that. Like, it's the same thing where it's like 3D yeah. and you've got to move around so you can see all the sides of the, the level. And yeah, it was just a lot more pleasant and easy to play, I found. I bet it would be. Than like using your finger to fucking yeah. turn it in the pad yeah. and like... Yeah. It was very, very nicely programmed. So I, I kind of want to... I kind of want to get it, but... You didn't even play most of the first one. You got further playing the demo than you did play in the original when we bought it. <laughs> yeah, but this felt a lot nicer to play. It really did. But you're still going to get I think frustrated I'll enjoy at it the more. same point. Yeah, that's true. But I got through the dragon level by myself. I was pretty proud of myself. You're a queen. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. That's it for games, I think. So moving on to music. The main thing in music... <laughs> Oh, man. We've actually been talking for ages, and this is going to be a fair bit of discussion. Yeah. This is going to be a, a good one, guys, so don't you worry about this it. This is a whole thing. It is a whole thing. So there's a, a movement at the moment where people are getting pissed off at festivals. Mm-hmm. Festivals and venue gatherings and all that sort of shit. People are getting mad because there's not enough females on the bill. Which is fair enough. I understand that. You, if you've listened to this before, you understand our thoughts and views about the whole thing. About, like, equality, everything. We think everybody should be equal. Everybody should be a fucking feminist because that mm-hmm. just basically means that you believe that people are equal to you. Mm-hmm. Somebody at my work told me that they were trying not to be a feminist the other day and I was like, you're fucking wrong. This is a woman as well. Because <laughs> you should be. Yeah. You should be 100% and you should be proud of it. Don't want to be a feminist or anything, but yeah, um, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> no, because you should be. Anyway, I 100% believe that, right? That's fine. But you are, they are attacking the festivals, which is like the end point. That's like attacking the symptoms of a cult. Yeah, sure. So it is dumb what they're doing. And I understand that that's the only real place that normal people can see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? People can actually view that. Well, you guys have probably seen, there's an Instagram page called Lineups Without Men, I, I believe it's called. Yeah. And they basically just take 
the pictures of the lineups and they take out all the ones that have got men in them and it just shows like how all the bands that don't have women yeah yeah and then they'll usually be like less than a quarter of the names still up on the lineup and it looks so bare and it really is quite like wow that's that's crazy right and it is an issue what we're talking about today is unify okay yep unify is majority heavy music yeah or like pop punk that kind of genre like it's not pop music it's not r&b it's not electronic whatever as you're saying people were attacking the festival okay it is not the festival's fault that they are not finding enough bands with women in it to put on the lineup yeah it is the industry's fault thank you it is 100 percent the industry's fucking fault and that is not good either no there are a lot less opportunities for women in heavy music. They tend to not do as well. They are not up there in the public eye. Why would a festival come along and put a whole bunch of random bands on there just for the sake of having a lineup with women in if people don't know who these bands are? Yeah. They're not going to sell any tickets and people are going to get pissed off because they don't have fucking Under Oath on the bill or Amity Affliction or Parkway Drive. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Of course they will. People will they freak can only out. take from the pot that they're fucking given. Yeah. And the thing, another thing about Unify at the moment is that now we have no Soundwave, we have Unify, and we have Download. Yeah. And it hasn't been explicitly said, but it's very, very, very fucking obvious that if you agree to play Download, you are not allowed to play another festival if you're from this country. Yeah. And if you're from another country, you're not allowed to do a sideshow in that city. Yeah. And that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. So there's no confirmation, but I'm going to tell you that's what's fucking going on. Yeah, for so sure. So out of the two festivals, download, you're going to play fucking download, obviously. You get paid more, the crowd's bigger, whatever. But if you're booked into that, you can't play another festival. And download has to do the same thing that all these festivals have to do, which is to get, you got to get one all-female band and you got to get one band where one of the singers is a female fucking minimum or else this kind of shit happens and they don't have to be like high up but it's not as noticeable and they always like every festival we go to they usually have two of these well yeah last unify they had tonight alive right they had tonight alive and then they had a uh, all-female like heavy metal band yeah they were cool actually yeah and yeah it is it's blaringly obvious that there's not a lot of females in the lineup but that's just that's just how it goes. I mean, it fucking sucks. But I guess the crux of what we wanted to get into was what a particular member of a particular band has been saying about women in heavy metal music. Yep. And this guy goes by the name of Michael Crafter. So Crafter. Michael Crafter. So fucking Crafter. Now, if you don't know about Crafter, Crafter was in a band called I Kill the Prom Queen. When they started with JJ Pooters. Yeah, so this was when we were kids. Like, this was like 11, like 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. When, you know, hardcore music was almost in its peak. Like, this is when all the new bands were coming out. Amity was coming out. Dee's Nuts were coming out. It wasn't when it had peaked, but it was when it had become its own genre. Yeah. And you had I Killed the Prom Queen. Which was like fucking everybody that I knew who was into hardcore when I was at school was into Ike the Prom Queen. I wasn't. 
but like everybody else that I knew was into hardcore music, they loved it. Mm. And you had Michael fucking Crafter, who was the front guy for it. And then you got kicked out of it. Well, if I don't call him a man. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell the story after this, of when I met him. Yep. I think like they got rid of him because he's a fuckwit. And then it wasn't like the image that the band wanted. And then he started his own band, Confessions. Mm-hmm. Right? And then they were pretty popular in like the same circle yeah. sort of thing. They did pretty well. Uh, and JJ went to D's Nuts. And yep. D's Nuts is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and like great as, as well. As you guys know, we love D's Nuts. Fucking love D's Nuts. But now, for Unify, they said, oh, we're going to bring original Prom Queen back together. Mm -hmm. They're going to, like, headline it. Yeah. And when I heard this, I was like, oh, yeah, that could actually be, like, pretty fun. Yeah. Just nostalgic kind of thing. And I always knew that Crafter was a fucking asshole, right? Yeah. But I didn't realize the types of things that he'd said. Yeah. And we will bring up some of these things right now because I opened the page. So we're going to go through this and then we'll talk more. About it. <laughs> but what he said not only sums up him as the person that he is or the caricature that he plays, depending on how you feel about it, but it's essentially a really, really sharp and direct representation of the industry itself. Yeah. It's so yeah. apt to how women are treated in the industry. Exactly. And then, you, then you, you're not going to wonder why you know, women aren't doing well in hardcore music. If this is what all the prominent dudes in it are thinking. There you go. It's fucking disgusting. And Michael is shit. Like this is the person who got kicked out of, he was in big brother one time. Yeah. He got kicked out in because he was the biggest dickhead. <laughs> yeah. He got voted out like really quick. He was an intruder and he got voted out. Get he, out. he was making really derogatory comments to one of the women that were in the house. She'd been quite like open about why she was on big brother. And the reason was that she wanted to promote herself as like a model like a men's magazine model. Okay. And she was very open about that. And it's like, fine, whatever. That's why you want to be on here. But he would use that as a way to attack her yeah, in, a negative, in a negative way. Yeah. And be like, well, you don't deserve to be here. You just want to get your tits out in a men's magazine. like, And attacking her for it, even though she was very open about it. Yeah. I was like, you can't do that. So he just rubbed everyone up the wrong way when he was in the Big Brother house. And that was a long time ago now. It was a long time. But this that he said was only two years ago. Yep. And this was a comment that he made after Unify released its lineup and people were also getting quite upset about the small amount of women that were on the bill. And this is a quote from him, okay? I might actually bleep out one of these words because I'm not a fan of saying it. End of the day, a festival is about getting to shows, not giving someone a go because it's feel sorry for women in bands week. I'm sure there's enough girls getting finger banged in the tents to be happy enough about the festival. That's the industry, guys. <laughs> That's it in a fucking nutshell. And that really offends me a lot because obviously I am a huge fan of hardcore music and yep. heavy music. And for him to say that, it makes me feel like he doesn't appreciate women being fans of his music. He doesn't think that women are proper fans of that kind of music. And all we're there for is to get fucked by dudes with tattoos or something. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And that's really fucking offensive. And he also said about women in like heavy metal bands. He also suggested that if women want to be equal, 
they should get fucking better at being in a band. Yeah. So this guy's a fuckhead, right? Yep, he is a fuckhead. So all these comments kind of came out on the internet after it was announced that Prom Queen were going to be on the bill. Comments from years ago. But I think he said things recently as well. I can understand that, but these are the main comments. These that are the main comments from. that are that are coming out. And Unify has always been, well, not always been, but recently they've been very vocal about you know a safe space and everyone having a good time and looking after your mates and stuff. Last year they actually had a sexual assault case. Do you remember that? I do. Yes. Yeah. So this year they've been very vocal about that kind of issue. And so everyone's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Take prom queen off the lineup. Craft is a fucking asshole. He's a misogynistic pig. End of the day, they kind of had to take them off the bill and they have. Yep. So it's just been this whole thing in the hardcore community that's been going on for like the last few days. More clarification. They took them off the bill. Was it one day? One day. One day after ticket sales. So they'd sold the majority of the tickets and then they got rid of one of their headliners. Mm. Even though these comments are from a while ago. So a lot of people think it's a ticket grab. Like just get them in and then fuck them off. Yeah. Apparently he apologized for all this stuff, whatever. Mm, but he posted a thing on his Instagram apologizing for it. He's got a daughter as well. So he used that in his apology. Yeah. But he was years, like, I've got ago, a daughter. and You knew what he was fucking like. Everybody knows what he's yeah. fucking like. Yeah. And you still did it. And you're trying to promote this thing and have that view of your festival, mm. but you still did it. It does seem pretty weird. It seems pretty weird. Now we're going to go for my view, which is that most of these things that he does and says are not 100% genuine. He is playing a character that he feels like he has to play because of the situation he's in. He is... Not like he's not a good dude who's like playing an asshole. He's a bit of an asshole, but he's hamming it up. I met him a couple of years ago at a festival. I was walking through Soundwave. There was some guys I knew when I lived in Frankston, the Frankston Bohemians. Basically, like, you know, uh, kids who are like, oh, what was me? My life is fucked and like, oh, this, but they, you know, chain smoke the most expensive cigarettes and their jackets cost more than most people's cars. <laughs> the Frankston Bohemians, right? And they just saw a Viking metal band play and they're walking one way and I'm walking the other way. And there's a huge dude and they're talking to him. And I got closer and I realized that it's Crafter. Old Blockhead. Old Blockhead's fucking standing there. And they are like these big, gruff, like fucking. Like metalhead dudes, and they're just like, "Oh my god, it's crafty! Touch crafty!" And they just walk off, and they're like, "Don't you know who this guy is? It's fucking crafty! This is crazy!" And I was like, "Okay." He is an icon, though. He is an icon, and then I knew who he was. Yeah, everyone and knows then who they he is. Walk off, freaking out, and he's like, "Thanks, guys!" And he waves, and he goes, "Do you know those guys?" And I went, "Oh yeah, kind of." And he goes, "What a pack of fuckwits!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, no, you're not wrong, mate." And he goes, this is the best joke I've ever played. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, all of this shit is just a fucking joke. It's a fucking con. Like, I get up on stage and I make stupid noises and I call people fuckwits to their faces. And the more offensive it is, the more they fucking love me for it. And I was just like, oh, okay. And he's just like, you don't know who I am, do you? And I was like, yeah, I do. Confessions is a fucking hilarious band. Like, Cancer is a funny album. And he just looked at me with a smile, shook my hand and walked off. So it's a fucking joke. You've never told me this story. Yeah, it's a joke. Can, can you see how I'm staring at you? Yeah. I'm just like looking at you like, oh my God. Yeah, this it's, happened? A fucking, it's a fucking con, Is this mate. true? This happened? This happened to me. 
he's just hamming it up, man. He's hamming it up. He didn't think I knew who he fucking was. Well, this is what he does. He's just like, yep. Yeah, to uh, be honest, hardcore. I think he needs to fucking pull it in a bit because yeah. <laughs> he does. He needs to fucking pull it in a bit. And I think that he realized he'd gone too far and he was like, oh, fuck. Like, I've got to go back on these things that I've said now. Right. And it's like... It's not 2006 anymore. Like, I feel like you could act like that as craft owned in 2006. Yeah. But it's 2018. Like, pull your head in and just don't be so offensive because people are not going to respect you for that anymore. Yeah. Like, so yeah, there's, there's going to be people who are always going to defend him. But at the end of the day, most people are going to be like, you're a fuckwit. Like, we don't care that you've been taken off the lineup. Yeah. Like, I, I was pretty keen to watch them. But I understand why they took them off the lineup, and I'm not mad about it. Who cares? No. Like, he was an icon in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> Where's he fucking been? What's he fucking been doing? Every- Nothing. Everyone's calling for um, Deez Nuts to play instead of Prom yeah, Queen. Yeah, do it. Because, yeah, JV's already going to be there, and the other dude, there's another guy from that was in the Prom Queen lineup that's in Deez Nuts now. Yeah. So two of them are going to be there already. So, like, just fucking let D's Nuts play. But. That'd be good. Every time we see D's Nuts play, though, someone gets punched in the throat. <laughs> so. Do you remember that time when I was, like, right next to fucking JJ outside the toilet? Yeah. That's and a fucking great like, story. Uh... Yeah, you were panicking because you met JJ. And JJ's fucking panicking because nobody's letting him in the back room. I know. There's, like, all these. You hear the whole crowd, like, fucking coming up the stairs. There's all these fans everywhere. Fuck. He actually looked terrified. <laughs> And I, like, wanted to, like, say hello to him, but he just looked so scared that people were going to talk to him. I was like, okay, no, I'll just, I'll pretend I didn't see him. (laughs) Just walk off. (laughs) Man, I fucking love that guy. We we just bought tickets to go see Deez Nuts, actually. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. I always have the best time. I'm going to try not get so drunk next next time because last time I kind of forgot, like, what happened because I was just wasted. But that's because we went, we were at a party before that. That's why. Remember we had drinks for Julia's birthday? That's true. And then we went and saw Dee's Nuts. Yeah. Dee's Nuts? <laughs> so yeah, we bought Dee's Nuts tickets. Obviously we bought Unify tickets as well. Yeah. So that's a... Are we, Mate, have we wrapped that up now? Crossfade the playing. Take back Sunday. I'm going to play uh, Tell All Your Friends mm. in full. Mm. It'll be really cool. Sick. <laughs> like, we'll get to see Under Earth. We'll get to see Carnival. Yeah, Carnival. <laughs> It's just going to be a fun day, a fun couple of days, I reckon. Hopefully, Dee's Nuts. Again. Yeah, I, I'm wondering I'm wondering who they're going to put in to replace Prom Queen because they're going to have to put like a pretty heavy hitter in there. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, people are calling for yeah Dee's Nuts or even... I've seen a lot of people say Void of Vision. They're keen to see Void of Vision. Yeah! Or like North Lane or Hands Like Houses, Beartooth. Yeah, these, no. these are some of the ones that have come up. Yeah, but you got to... It couldn't. Like, which I don't ones think. are those? Which ones of those aren't already booked for download? Yeah, and it probably couldn't be an international artist now. It's a bit too late. I think they can replace Prom Queen with Vov. That would be amazing. But like, I love them, but I don't think they could get a straight swap Prom Queen and Vov. Like people are really love, really loving Vov now, though. They're really coming up. Man, I'd love it. but yeah. I just don't know if they're going to do that. They should just put D's Nuts and Vov on instead of Prom Queen. Fuck yeah! That would be ultimate. <laughs> it's one of the best shows we've ever been to. Oh, so good. So yeah, Unify, Deez Nuts tickets. We also bought tickets to go see TK Mides at Howler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Howler's a really cool venue. It's a really nice band room out the back of the bar. Can get a little bit crowded. Yeah. But it's quite intimate, which is nice. 
She's great. We've seen her a couple of times. She's always a, a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, I was talking about Flexin' before. Her new <laughs> song's called Flexin'. Oh, good. You know the one. It's like... Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's you not really... Put a sound clip it's in. It's new, but it's like, we've all heard it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a cool song. And I think the dude who features on that track is going to be touring with her. So that'd be cool. I think he's just like a kind of rapper Mate. guy. Yeah. That'd be fun. Cool. We're also going to see, in two weeks, The Bennies and Andrew WK. Oh my God, is that in two weeks? It's on the 25th. Oh, Okay. It's going to be fucking good. That'll be fun. Party, party, party. I got one up. Like one of them. <laughs> I the Bennies and Andrew WK is like a perfect match. Oh, yeah. Good combo. I always love seeing the Bennies. I've seen Andrew WK like a couple times before. I've never really listened to his music not live. Yeah. But the one time that I can remember when I saw him, my friend Russell like got on stage with him and was playing harmonica. Fuck yeah, Russell. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, there's lots of like stuff coming up, which is great. You said two weeks is the Benny show. Two weeks, um, Amity comes out as well. The new yeah, Amity Fiction album. They fucking drawn us back in, and I can't stop listening to that "Feel Like I'm Dying" song. <laughs> I'm so obsessed. Like I just, I can't get enough of that song. It's insane. It's pretty good. Yeah, there's a couple of new um, electronicy kind of albums that have come out lately. So RL bought out a new album. It's called Nova. Mm. Uh, I listened to it the other day. I mean. There's one song in there that's sort of a fan service song. Like and a heavy, deep one. Yeah. Definite fan service song. It's called Pressure. It's the best song in the album. You like, like that it's, one? It's the only one I like. It's all really like new RL, so it's all like swimmy and like... Mm-hmm. And like, but that one's not like that. That one's got fucking... Drops and shit yeah. and like proper, uh, what I think of when I think of RL. Yeah. Like when I think of RL, I think of core. <laughs> yeah. Like every time. Like yep. I reckon 90% of the people in the world think of core when you think of RL. I really like it. When I listened to it, I knew that it wouldn't be your favorite. No. As you said, yeah, Pressure is like one of those deeper kind of songs. And there's a couple of other songs that have like elements of that. Yeah. But it will be like swimmy, swimmy, swimmy. And then a like short little deep trappy that's bit that's why i got through the whole fucking album because mm. he just like does swim for ages and then there'll be like a trap noise yeah it's it like peppered lead, but it won't lead to anything <laughs> it's like just peppered like in, in there and you're like oh, oh you fucking <laughs> you bastard i really like it another electronic artist golden features just brought out an album called sect that's not your thing at all it's no. like it's not trap it's like deep house basically yeah and it's actually great i i love it there's some real dirty drops in it <laughs> and just makes me really happy listening to it. That's good. I actually wish I was going to the, the gig, but alas, nay. I think if Amy was still here, we would have gone together, but it was after she left, so. Double alas, nay. Yeah. Double fact. Double fact. So sad. I'm trying to think what my favorite song is called. I always think it's called Pyre, but then it's not. It's like the one before that, the one after that. Renewal, I think is my favorite Golden Feature song. Right. Yeah. Reset play. <laughs> yeah, play renewal. It's cool. 
So when I was playing the other day and I was like following you around with my phone and I was like, how do you not like this? <laughs> and you're like, mate, it's fucking boring. Yeah. I love it. It's boring and it's on a phone. Aw. I think that's all of our music news. We've been through it all. So that's all of our news news. Shit. All right. Let's do this thing. It's time for the main event. <laughs> I can't wait. Every time. That's like your favorite part of the podcast now. It's just the fucking John Cena thing. Pepper it in the fucking thing. Well, one of my favorite things, like when I listen to the podcast back, because I don't edit it, you edit the whole thing. Thank you very much, Josh. You're welcome. So I get to hear all the little sound effects you put in and all the like little edits that you do. Yeah. And it's really enjoyable for me because it feels like I'm properly listening to it for the first time. That's good. Even though I was there. Ah, you're good at it. So for this week, we covered a very controversial show, a new Netflix show called Insatiable. So you talked about it last week. Yeah, I did. I, I mentioned it last week because I'd seen it in the news because people were getting like really upset about it. Yep. Do you have any opening statements? I want you to go first because I'm very, this is very much in your, I don't think watching it, it was in your realm, oh but I think on paper before we watched it, it was very in your realm. So I want to know. Your thoughts. Oh my god! Don't first. put this on me. You're making it sound like I like this kind of shit. No, no, no. On on paper. <laughs> on paper. I know so it's like a teen like a, comedy drama. Or yeah, whatever. A teen comedy drama where a girl loses a bunch of weight and then she wants revenge on people. That seems very much up your alley. But what did you really feel about it? Well, if you recall, when yep. was it? An hour and forty-five minutes ago. When we finished watching the show, the first thing I said to you was, I wish I could rip my eyeballs out. <laughs> this was possibly the most piece of trash pilot I've ever seen in my whole life. Okay. I fucking hated it. Everything about it. Tell me how you really feel. What do you mean? <laughs> That's how I feel. It was so cringe and disgusting and wrong i don't understand how this got made do you have an opening statement every character is a terrible fucking human who is just about themselves and nobody else and they try to make that funny and relatable everybody's decisions are just about them and Every concept is fucking awful. And then you can tell they've tried to write it in like a comedic way, but it's still fucking bad. <laughs> I literally... My God. <laughs> I literally just felt uncomfortable the whole time. How fucking terrible do is you, that do fucking want, shit? <laughs> do you want me to read out some IMDb Mate, shit? Okay. Fucking go. So this has 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, which I think is actually pretty like... That's pretty fucking generous, mate. That's very generous. Oh, All my right. God. So here we go. Here's the summary. For years, Patty was overweight, which caused her to be bullied, ignored, and underestimated by the people around her. But she is now thin <laughs> and seeking <laughs> revenge against those who ever made her feel bad about herself through fat shaming. Enter Bob Armstrong, a disgraced attorney with a passion for coaching beauty pageant contestants who's also a pedophile. I added that bit in. <laughs> As one of the only people who sees Patty's potential, he takes her under his wing and dick, 
first as a legal client, then as a pageant contestant and lover. Bob hopes to coach Patty to the top of the pageant game, but he and wife Coralie have no idea how deep her rage goes or how far she will go to exact revenge on the people she feels have wronged her. So they get together, do they? I added all those bits in about the dick and stuff. Oh, I assume the dick part. <laughs> and then say she gets under his dick in IMDb. I mean, more clever than that. Imagine that. So... I don't really know where to go with this one. So she punches a homeless guy in the face because he tried to steal her chocolate bar. And, and he called her fat. He punches her in the face and breaks her jaw. So she gets a jaw wired shut, so she's thin. Mm-hmm. The guy was helping this girl in the beauty pageant, but she was so stupid she didn't know what ISIS was. So she didn't win. So her mum called him a molester and said that he molested her. Those two characters I fucking hate more than anybody I've ever seen. (laughs) They are the fucking worst. And then he's disgraced, so he has to, like, find a new beauty queen to beat, like, the head beauty queen. And he can't... He's a lawyer as well, and he can't get any clients because people think he's a molester. Disgraced. So he's out for himself only by helping her... She's only out for herself because she falls in love with him for some reason, but she's still willing to fuck like <sighs> anyone. It's so problematic in it's so, so many ways. Her best friend is gay and in love with her. Yep. Her mum is jealous of the fact that she is now attractive. Yeah, like she enjoyed when she was fat. Yeah, she liked that she was fat. Yeah. Like the wife of the guy is only about herself as well. She wants to fuck like that hot guy, mm-hmm. the hot lawyer or and whatever. And be in like the PTA be. and the yeah. fucking whatever. Everybody is only out for their own shit, the entire thing. That was the blaringly obvious part of it, was just that everybody was just about themselves. Nobody had any redeeming qualities. I hated everyone. Everyone in the show. For you, that's a huge issue, because I know you don't like shows where the main characters are shit. I quite like those kind of shows, but this was too much for me. Like, this is absolute trash. Yeah. You don't have bad people and worse people. Everybody's bad, Mm. and nobody's going to get what comes to them at all. I think we should get a little bit into the controversy that's been surrounding the show because the reason we watched it today was because I had heard so much about it. Like, it's been in the news and stuff. Similar to something like 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. It's one of those shows that's out in the open and parents are freaking out about it because it's, you know, negative and controversial. So the actress that is in the show, like the main woman, she's a skinny actor. She's, she's not, not super she's skinny. She's not skinny. No. For, for like an actor, you know, she probably weighs like 55 kilos, which is huge for an actor, right? For a female actor. Yeah. So she's got a little bit of curves, like naturally. But at the start of the show, she's supposed to be fat and she's wearing this ridiculous fat suit. It's pretty fucking stupid. It's really weird because it seems like it's only on her chin and her stomach. Yeah, that's all. And... For some reason, Hollywood thinks that they're perfect at doing fat suits now. Yeah. But they're just not. No, she looks like she's a little bit overweight and pregnant. Yeah. More than like a a large woman. It just looked terrible. And it made me think of that movie, Shallow Howl. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. How fucking bad is that movie? It's pretty bad. I don't even know when that was made. Early noughties or something. (laughs) When you think about that movie now, you're like, oh, my God, how did that even get made? And that was, like, supposed to be body positive for the time. Ugh. Yeah. But anyway, 
rightly so, everyone's getting quite upset about the kind of fat shaming aspect of the show because she is extremely unpopular when she's fat and then she gets skinny and suddenly she's getting all this attention from people. People are jealous of her. And yeah, it's just a bit of a negative image to be putting forward to young women, which is the demographic of this show, right? Yeah. And the reason that she got so skinny is because she had a fucking jaw wired shut and she could only have a liquid diet. Yeah. So what kind of message is that sending? I can't even think about it seriously now that I've seen it. Like, I don't think anybody in their right mind would respond to it in that way, I've got to say. Because... It's a bit of a joke, isn't it? She she is shit when she's overweight. And she is shitter when she's thin. And she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing with herself when she becomes thin. So she instantaneously is just like, I'm just going to sleep with everybody to get what I want. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if I think they're disgusting. Like, I'm going to make them fall in love with me. And then I'm going to... Just the best way to get back at people is make them fall in love with you and then ignore them. Yeah. And just like that was the message. Are you fucking joking me? That was the message. She's like, I'm gonna fuck this homeless man that punched me in the face and then make him fall in love with me, and then I'm gonna ruin his life. It's like, wow, that's pretty fucked up, mate. Yeah. You can't take the message seriously at all. Like if you're looking at it and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna be popular because of-. she hasn't become popular at all so far her mum is a bitch her friend is jealous of everybody she talks to now that she's attractive mm. like we haven't seen her at school yet yeah that's going to be another whole thing when she walk because i've seen the trailer she walks into school and everyone's like oh my god she's so hot now and she's like walking down the hallway like i'm the baddest bitch in town kind of thing okay let's do a fucking reality check real, real <laughs> This so, show needed so many reality checks. It needed so many reality checks. It's it's a joke, guys. It's a fucking joke of a show. You can't take anybody seriously. None of the things that happen are real. Like, it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. I didn't believe any of it at all. Let's do a full reality check. If you were a fucking fat person and then you lost a bunch of weight in like three months and then you went back to school, you wouldn't be fucking popular in one second. At all. You'd be like, oh, you lost weight. Good on you. And people would be nicer to you. But you wouldn't get a bajillion friends all of a sudden. You'd have the same fucking friends because you'd be the same fucking person. But, like, they might be not as mean to you because they don't have a thing to be mean to you about. Yeah, you'd probably get bullied less. Yeah, that would be the change. The change would be instead of being like, oh, you're fat, they'd be like, oh, good on you for losing some weight in that. And, like, that's that would be the biggest change in your life. Right? You're not going to be able to go in, walk in the next day, people forget you're fat, fuck everyone, and then be like, oh, uh, I don't love any of you, I'm going to ruin all of your lives, goodbye, and then just like, and then instantaneously like, you fucked them all. So yeah, the whole show is going to be her getting revenge on people, right? That's what it seems like, because now she's like, I am insatiable for revenge now, because I can't eat food. There was just so many cringe moments, it was insane. I really just want everyone to watch this so they can see... How fucking cringe and bad the show is. How not to make a show 101 is this? I can't even express, like, how uncomfortable I was the entire time. Yeah. And I the- didn't even want to watch it. I was just like, ugh. I had another problem with the way that it was done, coupled with sets and costumes and shit, because everything's so fucking bright and, mm, like, yes. childish yeah, very and, pink like... And yeah, pink and Lolita. blue. Yeah, pink and blue. Lolita. Like, ooh, 
oh, it's so cute. And like, you can't take any of it seriously at all. Like, none of it. Like, she falls in love with this fucking 50-year-old dude in five seconds. It's so he's creepy. Like, I don't understand. Because he's the first person to be nice to her since she's been thin. He's the like, first one. He's like, oh, he's so pretty. Like, you should be a beauty queen. Oh, you're pretty now. You can get what you want. Uh, mm. it, <sighs> Did you feel uncomfortable about the, the whole entire, thing? The entire time. About the whole relationship with the, those the two? The entire thing. There's this whole thing, you know, you said that the town thinks he's like a child molester or whatever. Okay, real talk. Is this guy a fucking pedophile or what? I don't think so. I think but, he's a closeted gay man. But he acts who... like really creepy. Yeah, because I think they're doing like a camp person. And everyone acts really creepy. It, but everyone does. That's the thing. So you get that vibe from him because they say it. You get that vibe from everyone. But you get it from everybody. It's like, ooh, she lost weight. She's a fucking hot 16-year-old. Let's fuck her. Yeah. And that's the show. That's the show. It's disgusting. It's fucked up, man. But she's also just like, I'm just going to get what I want by sleeping with people and making them fall in love with me. Like, she gets out of going... Oh, she gets out of being convicted for assault because she, like, pretends to... She, like, promises to fuck the attendant who witnessed the her witness, yeah. punch the homeless guy. So and he's weird. like, oh, I forgot what happened. Oh, in court. Fucking no. Is this supposed to be empowering or... I don't think it's supposed to be anything. Because it's not any, if it's supposed to be anything, I it's feel like nothing. people who spoke up for the show would be like, oh, it's empowering to women, you know, like they can get what they want and get revenge on people and take responsibility for themselves. And uh. Revenge is not good. I think the only good message from this whole thing is the best revenge is a life well lived. That is the only... Yeah, but she doesn't follow that advice. She doesn't follow it because she's a fucking idiot. But it's the only positive message in the whole thing. And he only says it to her to so, be, that, yeah. so that she'll be <laughs> the, beauty queen. the beauty queen. And he can coach her and be a fucking champion or whatever. Everybody's shit. Selfish AF. It's fucked. It was fucked as I, hated I was it. so angry the entire I hated time I was it. watching it. I hated all of the characters. I felt sick. It was fucking gross. I'm going to go out on a limit here and say this is the worst pilot I've ever seen in my whole life. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot to say. <laughs> The I don't whole, know if it's... The whole know. time, the jokes, I was just like mouth agape, like... Yeah, they weren't jokes. It was just disgusting, offensive things. Yeah. It was was the jokes. It was fucked up. I did not enjoy it. I felt awful the oh, entire time watching it. What is this show? So it feels bad to watch it because of the characters and you're also being bombarded with this colourful bullshit and like all the fucking and slow-mos and everyone's fat like... Fat jokes and, and pedoph- pedophilia jokes... Fucking homophobic jokes. Oh, I just... It was fucked up. I hated it. I don't ever want to watch it again. It's not okay. I don't ever want to watch any more of it. It is not okay. It was bad. I'm done. It's fucking over. All right. Just blows my mind. Let's do this thing. All right, let's do some ratings. I just want to give it a fucking zero for everything. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's be... We can't do that just because we hated it. We've got to be. All right, you good. lead it. I usually lead it. I don't want to lead it. We've got I'm to done. be good at what we do. You do it. Lead it. Okay. So characters. Zero. Zero. Not an exaggeration. They were all awful. Actual they all made zero. me feel uncomfortable. They were mm. all terrible to each other and themselves. They were none of them were believable. Bad role models for people. Everything they say, do, and think is just about themselves. And they think about, and when you hear their thoughts, and they're so 
fucking okay. narcissistic. I wanted about to bring themselves. that up too. The way the actual show was done, how there was like the talkovers. Yeah. Over the actual action. Yeah. Was so bad as well. Because you'd get the thoughts of the character over what was going on and it was really distracting and it didn't add anything and it was just awful. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. It was so bad. So instead of it being like a slow motion pause and then their thought and then the scene continues, the scene continues and all you can hear is that shit. Yeah. And you can hear like muffled voices. It's fucking dumb. It was really weird. It was really weird. I don't know why they did that. I don't know what they were doing. So characters are legitimate zero. Not believable. Narcissistic. Like, no redeeming features at all, but everybody. Everybody. So, no. Probably a zero. What about, like, setting? Was it just, like, small town America? Yeah. But far too colourful. So... It was nauseating. Yeah. So, four, I reckon. Mm, Zero. (laughs) Zero? Cake is a zero. So, costumes, a two. Everything's too bright and in your face. Doesn't make sense. She's just wearing like tiny clothes. All the time. But they're, they're her mum's clothes. That's the joke is that her mum is a bit of a hoe bag. And like that's... Oh, hilarious. Yeah. So funny. Fucking Jesus. And that's something that her mum gets made fun of like a bunch of times in the episode. And it's like, why is that a joke? Yeah. That's not... But she Funny. says like, it. She's she a, fucking but says she's it, a single mum, like, because she can do whatever she wants. Stop shaming her. Yeah, but she says it about her health. She's like, I was a drunken whore and then I had a child. You're like, are you fu- That's not a character. There's so much wrong with everything. That was fucked. So, no. And then, yeah. Character's zero. Setting doesn't matter. Costuming, bad. Uh, the plot, fucking awful. Fucking terrible plot. She almost set a homeless man on fire. She almost set him on fire. What the fuck? I don't know. What, like a, a zero? What was even happening? It was know. so... I would have to give, I have to give the plot... Fucking convoluted. I don't know. I have to give the plot a one. There was a million characters. Yeah. I have to give the plot a one. I would give it a zero, but you can tell what's happening and you understand what's happening and why, but you also have no fucking idea what's going on. The voiceovers made it more confusing, to be honest. So what would you give it for plot? Zero. A zero. Mate, you are killing this. I hated this show. As you should. I reckon that's about it. So Overall? Cinemat- <laughs> oh, we'll do cinematography. So how it's shot. It was fine. I don't think I paid attention to it because I was too shocked by what was going on and how fucking deluded it was. Cinematography is pretty standard for this kind of show. There's nothing interesting, nothing swooping, nothing crazy. It was just like... Here they are, and now they're over here. But there's lots here. of shots of, like, her, like, lips and her eyes and her tits. And it's just like, look at this girl's skinny body. Look how fucking hot this there's piece so of 16-year-old pedophile ass is. Like, it's disgusting. There is literally so many shots about look at how thin she is. Yeah. And you're like, she wasn't even fat in the first place. So it's not surprising to me. Ah. You just see people looking at her, like full-grown people looking at her like she's a piece of fucking meat. Yep. I wrote that into the show. I wonder if it was a man who wrote this show. It probably was. Mate. No offense. This fucked. <sighs> so. Zero. It looks, it looks like a TV show, so four. 
So overall, you're going to give it a zero because it got zeros across the fucking board. I would give it a fucking one out of ten. Zero. A one. Because you do, you are aware of what's going on. You understand why people want to do what they want to do, but it doesn't make any fucking sense in reality. Are people liking this shit? it's nauseating to look at. It's I don't understand. Fucked. Are people watching this and being like, yeah, this is a great show? There probably are some people out there who are just like, this is fucking wild. I love it. Like, I watch some fucking trash. Yeah. And, like, the teen shows that I watch are trash, right? Like, PLL, Gossip Girl, OC. It's trash. Yeah. But at least you're not offending the entire human race in the process. It was bad. It was real bad. I didn't think it was... Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I thought it was going to be way more serious. I felt awful the entire time. It was not. I felt so bad the whole time. It was terrible. I fucking hated it. Please watch this so you can understand because we cannot convey how awful the show is. I don't want to. I don't think I physically have the ability. But don't you feel like you want people to watch this so they can be like, oh. N- no. Oh, I, I, want kind pe- of, I want people to understand. I want them to understand, but I want to protect them from it. It's fucking shit. It is fucking shit. I just hated it the entire time. There was no redeeming qualities. It looked like the look made me want to vomit. The people made me want to vomit. It was fucked. You know how people say like, oh, I wish I could have that time back or whatever. I don't think I've ever felt like that as strongly as I did with this show. You feel like you gained nothing, but you lost something. Yeah. I want that 42 minutes and 30 seconds back. Can't have them. Like, just cleanse my brain of that. Can't have them, mate. Can you please wash that from my brain? No. Like, I want... That's part of you now. No, I want the fucking men in black to come and blank my brain of that. (laughs) Neuralize you. Yeah. (laughs) Mate, no. That, the most insulting part is now that I watched it, now I have brain cells devoted to that. And being upset about it. Even if I never think about it again after I've edited this and we've put it out or whatever, I still will have watched it and parts of my brain will still have information about this show in them. how we feel about it i think the only thing, the other thing i wanted to mention was what's that woman's name from charm that was in it what oh yeah the um the mum yeah i don't know what her name is but yeah i don't know why she's signed on for this that woman now Jesus i hate her Christ. now i hate her i mean at least holly marine combs got to be in pll the best teen mystery drama ever written mm, that's interesting <laughs> who is she in that again aria's mum oh yeah Yep. My favourite PLL character. Did better. I don't like PLL either, but one of them did better than the other. Definitely. Fucking hell. Now let's wipe this from our lives. Oh my gosh, let's do something good next week. <sighs> Fuck me. Give us some recommendations. Let's go watch some Cupcake and Dino. Or some Powerpuff Girls or something. I need Cupcake to Cupcake just... and Dino. Let's cook some fucking chicken and... <laughs> watch some Cupcake and Dino. I think that's just a good option. Just get this shit out of the fucking way. That yeah. was... Well, oh. after we watched it, you were like, do you want to take a break for a bit? Because <laughs> we were both just kind of like drained from watching this absolute... I just didn't want to sit down and start doing this feeling how I was feeling about it. Because mm. I felt this tightness in my fucking chest. I know. And, I was like... and you were like really strange before we recorded. So I was like, are you okay? I reckon it was because of that show. It was 
It was awful. What it made me feel risk? awful. Me too. And not even for the way that we were told that it would make us feel awful. That was like fucking a minuscule part of it. it I didn't. I didn't realize that we were going to get hit with all this weird, like, pedophile stuff. That was just too much. No, moving on. Social media pipes. Now. Uh, Pilot Era podcast. Search it wherever. Facebook, Instagram. Pilot Era podcast at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Twitter, Pilot Era pod. Yeah, I think that's all. That's about it, guys. Let's get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Go watch something happy. (laughs) Peace. Bye.